Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. I think it would be useful just to, to consider what's the point? Why are we doing this? Why are we sitting on this wind-lashed island, <laughs> grinding our minds into all these parts and like, oh, how old are you and what's the point? What do you want and what can I do? Um, what is the point of all this work? Someone, would you mind turning the lights on? Sorry, I can't actually see anybody. Just the top. Is it to be happy? Is it to be at peace with joy? Or just the I'm not. I'm not. This isn't a quiz. I mean, I'm not sure. There's not enough. This isn't. There's not enough. I think I, I think that is a that is a delightful side pro, side effect of the project. <laughs> but actually, when we have a much less polarized inner world, when there's much less kind of firefighting, managing, controlling, you know, suffering parts, then the atmosphere of our mind is much more lovely to be in. It's freer, more creative, more more awake, more alive. Hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, you come from a much wider, you're op- basically you're living from self, from, from the open-hearted awareness, rather than, you know, previously we've kind of identified sort of these parts and we've lived inside this game of, you know, thrones that's been going on in our mind with all these things. And it's tiring, exhausting, and it's completely self-facing. It's all about each these parts. You know, one part is obsessed with this other part not showing its face, and this part controlling that part. And so it's, everybody's facing inwards. It's really kind of claustrophobic. It's very repetitive and often very boring. It takes a lot of energy. And it's sort of mesmerizing. It's what, what we say in that chant. It's mesmerized by the myriad forms of appearance. Maybe this and that, the kind of endless kind of replaying of these battles inside the psyche. Um, and as you say, then you live from a, maybe we can call it an authentic place, or certainly a much more open-hearted, mm, creative, compassionate, curious. Yeah, and the knock-on effect of that then would be on relationships. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I would say that one of the big reasons we do this is so that we can actually connect beyond this ongoing drama of the parts, they all sort of like start to face outwards and your energy can flow from your heart out into the entire universe. 
And I don't mean like, you know, to the end of when it does go there, but I mean, there's this little drama of all your parts, your three-year-old part and your eight-year-old part and your 14-year-old part, and bless them, they're all kind of hurting and that's why they're all kind of fighting and like doing all their business. But that's just a, a tiny slither of a micro fraction of the entire universe which is dancing all around us. You know, the trees, other people, you know, the planets, you know, the solar system, you know, nature, life. All of this is going on. And meanwhile, we're all fixated on this, this sort of drudgy kind of mini-drama. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So bringing some open-hearted awareness, not critical thinking, not manipulation, open-hearted awareness which comes from love and like seeing that they're suffering parts and the best way to work with them is to understand <coughs> their suffering. Eventually they all kind of calm down. They're like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to waste all my energy like policing your mind or fighting this part or controlling this part or drinking or whatever. I'm going to actually turn around and join you in connecting with the whole play of the universe. Yeah. But we all start with a very small life. I mean, we're all tiny, tiny fragments of the whole human race, let alone the universe. But at the same time, we have the capacity to have the boundless space and luminosity of the true nature of which is the whole universe in us. And that's, you know, that's what we can open to when we stop getting snarled up in the thorns and gorse bushes of our warring parts. But we can't, you know, as every spiritual teacher says, you can't work with that with hatred. You cannot hate your parts. You cannot beat them into submission. You cannot put them into boxes or ignore them. Or You have to love them. It's the only path. Part of the great, you know, the problem, one of the great motives of samsara, of this being snarled up in the small world, is what the Buddhists call um, ignorance or avidya, which means not seeing we could say dissociation. And as I was trying to say to James, you know, one of the, the things is that these things are right under our nose all the time, but we just don't see them. And they exert this enormous kind of gravitational field on all our energy and mood and, and being in the world. And... So coming to a retreat and even just for a short time going, oh, oof, oh God, they're everywhere. You know, <laughs> it's, um, it's enough. You don't have to, and you can't work with them all in one <coughs> afternoon. But we can know that they're there. And so the next time we get snarled up, next time we can be completely kind of lost in like hopelessness or like indecision or kind of rage or self-hatred or depression, 
then we're like, oh, well, maybe, maybe this is not just me. Maybe this is a result or an outpouring you know, of the dynamics of my parts. And I know how to work with those. <coughs> so you can come into your heart, open the space, say the shop is open. What is it that Lucy used to say in Peanuts? The doctor is in. <laughs> and the parts can, can rock up. And of course, you know, with time, there's not an, it feels like there might be an, it feels like there's an endless array, but there's not an endless array. There's probably five or six, maybe ten, maybe thirty. <laughs> <laughs> but there's probably five or six big ones that are really kind of hogging the hogging the space. But ultimately, we're doing it to connect to love, I mean, I would say. I mean, we can do it for all sorts of reasons, but um, it's not just an arid exercise. When the, when the heart is empty of all of this conflict and this mesmeric um, force field of, like, tension and aggression and, like, polarization, then that, that force of love, that loving heart awareness just rolls out and connects and we're pollinated by the, by the universe. All of this amazing richness, what the, in Tibetan they call the Vajra world, the indestructible world, the sacred world, that we don't see behind this kind of fog of internal obsession. So the space kind of pacifies, purifies, we could call it, um, becomes less kind of mesmeric, and we start to sense that there's a world beyond our parts, beyond our self. And then that is the beginning of compassion. So then, having worked with our parts and seen all their funny little tantrums and tempers and awful heartache and you know, control and collapse and firefighting and managing. And when we've kind of seen through that and loved that and known it and we can be with it, then when we meet someone else who's completely snarled up in it, we don't judge them. We don't hate them. We don't go, oh, such a bastard. We can see they are locked in. They are lost, mesmerized by their inner world. And our heart goes out to them. We don't judge them, we don't hate them. We're like, oh, they're, they're like I was. And then that wish that we chant, may they find relief in the luminosity and boundless space of their own true nature, becomes completely genuine. And the love, the compassion, the joy, the equanimity just flows out of us. It's like we've... We've blown away all the kind of obstructions for this, from this path of love to kind of flow out of us. It's like all the parts are now aligned to allow this wisdom and this empathy. We know what, peop we know what people are going through because we've been through it. The heart is, as Reggie often says, the heart becomes empty 
And that doesn't mean like empty, like barren, desolate. It means empty of any blockages to this flowing, constant flowing awareness, which is in us, behind us, in front of us, is everywhere. Thank you for listening. And please do join us again for more podcasts from MindSprings. You can find out more about us and our work at mind-springs.org. That's mind-springs.org.